Hi, and welcome to the Agreeable Gray Area podcast. It's a podcast where we talk about the parts in our lives that aren't so black and white. I am your host, Elle, and thank you so much for listening. So this is the first episode. I Today is technically July 21st, 2022. It's after midnight on the East Coast, and I decided to record this because why not? I'll admit I am not sober, but I am not totally wasted to the point that I don't know what I'm talking about, so I think I can record a podcast. It's honestly been something I've been wanting to do for a while. Like, I recorded the intro, like, I don't know how long ago. But it's been so, this has been something I've been wanting to, to do for a while now, so I am happy to be here. Anyways, I wanted to talk about living life in a, what I like to call a life loop. Not exactly a time loop, but kind of, but like a life loop where you keep telling yourself you're going to do something next week or you know the following Monday and then you don't and then you just keep doing that over and over and over again until I don't know forever it's honestly one of my biggest fears so a little um backstory to me is my mom used to live with me you know like be careful like be mindful of that. My I didn't live with my mom, even though, of course, I did. But, you know, a few years ago, my mom lived with me. She moved in with me. I was already living by myself for a few years, and then she moved in with me. She left my father, thank God, and moved in with me. And I was, I had, you know, like a front row seat to her, to my mom, to see how she is and everything. And it wasn't... It wasn't so surprising how she was because I already, of course, knew her. And, you know, like summer vacation and, um, you know, like, you know, moving back home after college. You know, I got to know her pretty well in terms of like kind of like how she was. But, you know, the entire time she was living, she was married to my father. She was with my father. So... Of course, like we're all living under the same house, so it was, it was a little different. However, you know, when it was just her, I got to just really focus on her, observe her, and get to know her, my mom. And it was it was very interesting. One thing that I definitely noticed was she would pretty much do and say the same things pretty much every day or almost every day. Like, for example, and this has been something that she would do even while I was like in college, for sure. She would lose her phone. She would lose her cell phone every fucking day. Every fucking morning, she would lose her phone. Like, I would go away to college not hear anything about this. And then when I was home for spring break, summer vacation, winter vacation, what have you, 
you know, I'd be sleeping. She'd be getting ready for work and she'd wake me up to try to tell her, to tell me to call her phone every morning without fail. And I got to a point where I stopped doing that because as soon as I would fully wake up, pick up my phone and start dialing her, she would be like, oh, I found it. So I stopped calling her. I stopped calling the phone to help her find her phone. Not like I stopped calling her completely, but I stopped calling her to help her find her phone. And when she moved in with me, for a while, it was pretty much the same kind of shit. Like, she would always lose her stuff. And it pissed me the fuck off. Because how, as a grown woman, you know, you have multiple children. I am the last of seven. She has multiple children. How the fuck do you lose shit all the fucking time? And she would just do, like, she, you know, like, pretty much everything. If it was an important document, don't even think about giving it to my mom. She would lose it. And she would just blame the devil. She would, she would always be like, oh, it's the devil. The devil is keeping this away from me. And it just... It was it was so fucking frustrating because like she could never just take responsibility for herself. Like you misplaced it. You misplaced it. Like you 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 are a scatterbrain. You couldn't take care of a particular document and put it in the right place. And I'm not saying that I'm the most organized person on the face of the earth, like far fucking from it. I am not organized. I'll admit that. However, if it's an important document, I know where it is. It's like in one of two places for me personally. But for my mom, she will have absolutely no idea where an important document is. Not a clue. Not the slightest clue, you know, like not even a hint, nothing. She would just have no idea where an important document is. She could have printed it. It could have been a 300-page document, and she would lose it. And it's absolute, and it was like, and that's just how it's been my entire life. She just lived in this in this lifestyle of just constantly losing shit. And she would just constantly blame the devil. It was absolutely frustrating. And it's, and like, and like, yeah. So to get back to, um, yeah, so like I've just decided, and once again, I'm not the most organized person. However, I decided to, you know, just not be like that. I've been with, not been with, but like I've I've known people who are 
constantly misplacing shit. Personally, it bothers me. It, personally, it's a massive turnoff. Like, I had a roommate in college who would constantly lose shit too. You know, she'd be so distracted by whatever she was talking about that she would just place her phone somewhere, her cell phone, and totally forget about it. I couldn't do that. Granted, of course, I was not dating her, so it wasn't, you know, like the biggest thing. However, like it was in those moments when I realized, like, yeah, I couldn't date a man who <laughs> who just constantly misplaced shit because it reminded me too much of my mom because my mom would just be so distracted by everything even if it's like the the smallest of things, she would be so distracted by everything that she would just misplace it. And if you asked her later, it's like, oh, where is this thing? Or she would ask you to call her cell phone because she misplaced her cell phone. And it, it, like, yeah. So, right. And I mean, that's just like one of the things, one of the qualities of my mom where it just sort of, made me realize that there's just certain aspects of people that are just never going to change. My mom has these two wooden chairs that she's had. I can't even remember prior to when she's had them. She's had them for fucking ever. And since for fucking ever, she has always said that she's going to sand these chairs and spray paint them. She's always like, oh, they're good wooden chairs. They're real wood. You know, I'm going to do something with the chairs. Mind you, I have never seen my mom be one of those artsy, do-it-yourself, refurbishing people. Never. Never in my entire life have I ever seen my mom do that. But... I guess in her head, she's always seen herself as that type of person. And it low-key kind of scares me because there's a, you know, there's types of people in my head that I see myself as, if that makes sense. You know, like I imagine myself as a certain type of person or, you know, I'm doing something and this and that, yada, yada. Pretty much the reason why I'm, one of the reasons why I'm starting a podcast for sure you know, but at least, you know, for my credit, I'm doing it, not successfully, not as much as I would want to, however, I am doing it, I'm not just saying I'm going to do it, I am actually doing it, so I guess that's plus one for, you know, for the home team, me, but I've never seen my mom be like a do-it-yourself person, I've never seen her, you know, like, you know, create like a, like a, what's it called? I can't even remember. You know, like she, she's never been like artsy. My mom's never been artsy. I've never seen her pick up a paintbrush. I've never seen her pick up like spray paint. I've like, the only thing I've ever seen her paint is the walls in her home. Like, not her current home, but, like, you know, where we all live together. Like, I've seen her paint, you know, some of the walls. And that's it. That is it. 
I have never seen her be artsy and creative in, in that way. However, I guess she still sees herself as this artsy, creative, do-it-yourself, refurbishing person. And I'd be lying if I didn't see myself as, I don't even know what to call it, like a creator, a creative. You know, like I see myself as, as that. I've always have. I've tried to get away from it. However, it keeps coming back to me and haunting me. And, you know, like it, it's, it's just sort of like where I need to be. But I've, you know, always tried to like stuff it down and pretend that that's not the case when it is. I guess like who you truly are, you really just cannot deny it. And I am some sort of creative. My mom, however, maybe she is. I have never seen that. It would be great to see. I would love to see my mom be like a creative person because it would be very inspiring to me. But I have yet to see that. But she sees herself as that. She sees herself as someone who is going to go to Home Depot and buy spray paint and spray paint these chairs that have been around almost as long as I have. And it would be great to see her do that. However, I just... It's just like I don't see her doing that. So I guess what I wanted to say is... Like, I see my mom living this what I call like a life loop, always saying, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. And the weekend, I'm going to do this. On the weekend, I'm going to do this. On Monday, I'm going to do that. And I've never seen her do a lot of the things that she says she's going to do. I can't even tell you what she has done since I've been alive. Of course, like, be a mom and raise her kids and everything, of course. And, you know, she's been phenomenal at doing that. I'm not taking that away from her at all. What I am saying is what makes her an individual? What makes her her? Because, of course, it takes skill to cook. But... And of course, like it, it takes love and patience to come home after a busy day of work, a hard day at work, and to still cook and feed her kids, especially like you know the amount of kids and everything, and also to like deal with schoolwork and and whatnot. Even though my dad was in the picture, he just didn't make himself reachable if that makes sense like he would always just sleep on the couch or go into his room and sleep or what have you like he he wasn't really like present which is massively fucked up and yeah I'm glad that they divorced because he was a piece of shit but I guess what I'm saying is I never really saw my mom like love herself like, do things for herself. I never really saw her go out on the weekends doing things, 
hanging out with friends or anything. You know, go on vacations, really. She'd always just say she's going to do things. Like next year, next week, next month. And then just never do it. And and like, yeah, we're all guilty of that. I'm guilty of that for sure. But after a while, I get sick of it. And I just end up doing the thing. Like I have to get out of the life loop. Because I know that the life loop isn't rewarding. Like no one's going to take you out of the life loop. You have to take yourself out of it too. Of course, like there are certain things like a routine that, you know, help with your life, your lifestyle, your mental health, your well-being, of course, that we need to hold on to. For example, like working out however many times a week, eating healthy however many times a week, depending on how, you know, like whatever you define as healthy or clean or, what you know, whatever. Um, you know, like just routines, cleaning, of course, doing laundry, showering, bathing, cleaning yourself, cleaning up, whatever it is. Of course, we have to do these things regularly in order to just take care of a home and function. But I'm talking about the things outside of that. Your hobbies, your passions, the things that keep you wondering like hey this seems cool I want to try this or what if I actually did pursue xyz or can I still pursue xyz now the things that keep you thinking I remember in college I had this professor he was he was my ad advertising professor and He lived in South Florida like I do, and he went to Florida State like I did. And, you know, he decided to, you know, I guess get his doctorate or whatever and his PhD and start teaching at Florida State. But one of the things that he said was, you don't want to wake up 20, 30 years in the future Because mind you, we were like late teens, early 20s at the time. So, you know, like in your 40s and 50s, you don't want to wake up, go to the bathroom like you normally do, look in the mirror, and think, what if? Think, like, you don't want to look yourself in the mirror and wonder if you lived the life that you wanted to live. Like, yeah, you might be married. Yeah, you might have like a decent job. You might have some kids. You might feel like you have a purpose. And hopefully a lot of you listening actually do feel like this is your purpose. And I'm really happy for you if that's the case. I'm more so talking to the to those who had that nagging feeling all of their lives who had that nagging, who had that yearning to create something 
who had that curiosity to put their thoughts out there, to put their work out there, to put their art out there and see what could happen, to see, to see what kind of different life they could possibly live. I'm talking to them because I'm one of them too. And whenever I see my mom constantly saying, oh, I'm going to fix, I'm going to work on this thing next week. I'm going to work on this thing soon. Oh, this, it's like, oh, I can't stand this side of myself, this part of myself. I'm going to fix it. And then she does jack shit all to fix it. That's my biggest fear. Because to actually witness that and to actually see it in person makes my skin crawl. It is not a pleasant, it's not a pleasant thing to see. I love my mom dearly. I love her to the moon and back. I truly do. It just scares the shit out of me. Me personally, Leandra, L, whatever you want to call me. It scares the absolute living shit out of me to be in her 40s, 50s, 60s, what have you, in the future, and thinking, what if? Thinking, oh, what if I did actually pursue this thing? What if I actually lived my life linearly rather than in a loop? What if I lived, what if I did things for myself? What if I actually tried to make myself happy rather than make myself content? What if I actually said how I felt rather than dealt with the bullshit? What if I actually, what if I actually believed in myself and didn't try to stuff my feelings of anguish and uncomfort and discomfort down? What if I didn't try to just push that away, those feelings away and actually confronted them and tried to change things to make myself feel better? We have this belief that we have to live in a weird state of anguish, like a slight anguish, a slight discomfort, a slight unhappiness, because when we try to live our absolute happiness, our absolute true selves, people get upset and we don't want to make other people upset. But if there's one thing that I did learn, as honestly, I learned it from a manga. I can't even remember what manga it was, but it stuck with me for so many years. It's that you cannot be happy. You cannot truly be happy without making other people unhappy. There's going to be people who who see your successes and want to crush it. 
who want to bring you down to their level. And we all know this, whether, you know, intrinsically or not. And it kind of scares us to actually pursue the things that we actually want to do in fear that it, we might like it. And this goes for a lot of different things, whether it's hobbies, sexual pleasures, um, like job opportunities, anything. When we try to better ourselves, we gain haters. And a lot of, and sometimes those haters are our friends, are our family, and we don't want to disappoint them. We don't want them to feel bad. So we lower ourselves. We try to not reach to the utmost peak that we possibly can to make them feel better, to make them feel okay with being closer to the bottom with them feeling okay in their misery, in their anguish, in their despair. People say the top is so lonely. That's not true. The top isn't a mountain peak, especially not those like cartoonish mountain peaks. That's just like a, you know, like a freaking like acute angle <laughs> that can only fit like one person on like one leg. Many people can reach the top. There's space for everybody because your top doesn't look like my top. Your top is different. Your peak is different. We all have mountains that we're trying to climb, that we're trying to conquer. Your mountain isn't my mountain. Your happiness isn't my happiness. We all have space up here. We all should be trying to uplift each other. But instead, we try to bring each other down. We try to... We try to create more company within misery rather than creating company within abundance, within happiness, within joy within pleasure, within true contentment. I don't know if that's a word. True content. <laughs> we diminish ourselves. We look down on ourselves. We punish ourselves when that's not necessary. And it's a little hurtful. And I feel like I see my mom, you know, like she finally left my father, thank fucking God again. And I see her trying to figure out what actually makes her happy. I see her trying to be her true self. And I honestly couldn't be more proud of her. 
growing up, people would, you know, when you ask, like, who is your hero? People would always say their mom, their parents, blah, blah, blah. Admittedly, I never saw my mom as my hero. I never did. But after 30 years, I can finally say that I can truly see her as my hero. Because it takes a lot of courage to leave comfort. It takes a lot of courage to leave what you already know. She was with my dad for nearly 40 years. 40, 40. And she finally left. And I couldn't be more proud of her. She left thinking that people would judge her, thinking that whatever, that it's a sin, that she should stay and deal with the impossible bullshit that my father required because he was getting old and he's just shitty. Like I, I will explain it later in a, probably in another episode, but it's just, it's just great to know that she's finally living for herself. She's trying, she's finally figuring out who she is. And of course, it's a massive adjustment. But I couldn't be more proud of her. She finally left her life loop. She's out of the loop. You know, she's out of that fucking forever circle of the same old bullshit. She's out and seeing things differently. And it is an absolute beautiful thing. So after 30 years, I can finally proudly say that my mom is my hero. Anyways, I'm going to close this podcast. Very random episode. I do want to thank you all, of course, for listening. And yeah, I am just going to post it as it is. I hope you guys have a wonderful day and thank you so much for listening.